1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Arsenal Way a Press Box Show. I'm delighted to be joined by Arsenal correspondent for football. London, Chris Wheatley. How are you doing, Chris? Good to be joined by you as well,
0: Chris. Uh, good to see you again. And yeah, uh, happy after last night's win.
1: Yeah, absolutely. There, there's only one place to start, isn't there? And that is the victory against Wolves last night. This was much needed, Chris. There's no secret about that. You know, we it was a disappointing, underwhelming uh, month in in January. And of course, you know, on top of the the lack of transfer business, that the results weren't good enough, and the heads were starting to fall a little bit. Confidence was was being lost. But just how big was that win uh, last night for Arsenal?
0: Huge, absolutely huge, as you as you just said, Chris. I think um, the celebrations at full time. Um, were pretty clear for all to see. Uh, I think it was a, a massive result, a massive victory. Um, I haven't seen celebrations like that after a Premier League win for a long time. It felt like it was something huge for, for everyone involved at the club. Um, I think perhaps the manner of the, the win was the main reason for that. Obviously, going down to 10 men, um, maybe a dubious red card. And I'm sure we're going to talk about that. But, yeah, and I think it was a massive win. And you could see that, Mikel um, Arteta said after the game as well, telling the journalists, I told you so, you know, um, in terms of the, the collectiveness at the club and how everyone is together. And he's been saying that for a long time. I think now he's got rid of um, those uh, characters who may be a bit disruptive, who are uh, not setting the kind of examples that Arteta wants um, to see or to have at the club. Think now he's got his squad it's a small squad um, but everyone fights and plays for the shirt and you definitely saw that last night.
1: Yeah absolutely uh, very much did you touched on the the passion and the determination and just how much it meant to the players at that full-time whistle last night Chris there's been a split opinion um, on this and this divided opinion about how they celebrated at full-time but I suppose it just goes to show that you know they know there's a lot at, at stake this season. It's in for a chance of securing that UEFA Champions League spot. If it's not the Champions League, then there's still the Europa League, of course, as well, and then the, the Conference League, which not many Arsenal fans are too keen on, understandably. But um, you know, there's there's been this shift, I think, in terms of character characters in, in the Arsenal dressing room over the last couple of seasons, especially since the summer, where some of the younger players were brought in. Um, who have different characteristics and profiles as players. Just how important is that going to be between now and the end of the season? Now, obviously, a lot on the line, a lot to fight for. There's a lot of pressure as well, because obviously Arsenal have been without European football for several seasons, or UEFA Champions League, sorry, should I say, for several seasons. So, you know, just how important is that personality, of those, those players and the, the determination of them to get that Champions League spot between now and the end of the season?
0: Yeah, I mean, massive. Again, I think what we saw last night was a team who are playing for each other, who are playing for the shirt. Um, I think there are some big, bold characters in that squad who really know what it means to play for Arsenal. And I think maybe the club over the past few years have lacked those kind of characters. There's always been those flair players, those technically astute players who get the fans excited, but off the pitch... And what we don't see uh, in terms of training, application um, and just having that kind of those good characters in the team. And, you know what, I think it's worth giving a shout out to someone like Rob Holding. I know Mikel Arteta was um, full of praise for him after the game. But, you know, coming on uh, when Arsenal down to 10 men, he was really, I think, important in keeping that clean sheet and getting that win over the line. Not just in terms of um, his defensive ability, But in terms of organising the defence, and of course, he is one of the leaders. He's one of the um, members of the leadership group. He's technically a captain. So, yeah, uh, I think he deserves a lot of credit, Rob Holding, for someone who doesn't play every game. Um, I think he did really well when he came on. And I think he's probably um, one of the best examples of what Mikel Arteta wants at Arsenal and what he's been trying to build. And it's one of the reasons why Holding has stayed at the club, because he is kind of the epitome of an Arteta player in terms of what he wants on and off the pitch.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Couldn't agree more. I mentioned it on the agenda show this morning on the Arsenal way, just how um, vital Rob Holding was when he came off. And credit to him because look, he's a player that hasn't been getting much game time ahead of the likes of Ben White and Gabriel, of course. And, you know, when he's got that role of coming off the bench and sort of adjusting to the tempo and really ultimately putting his body on the line to keep wolves out of our goal, then, you know, he deserves a lot of credit for that. And he was fantastic alongside all of his teammates last night. Um, resilience is the word. I think that maybe we haven't always associated, associated with Arsenal in, in recent years, Chris, but now you get the sense that they are very much a resilient group and they were under a lot of pressure last night after that Gabrielle Martinelli red card, which you are correct, by the way, we will go on to that in a second. Um, but, you know, to how much our, like credit does Arteta deserve with, with how he's setting the defence up in particular now? And he's put together a very solid back line, it must be said, with Kieran Thierry, Gabriel, um, Ben White and Tommy Asu, of course, who was absent last night. And again, a notable mention to Cedric, who I thought done a solid job, you know. How how much work has Arteta done, Chris, to, to put this back line together and get it playing the way he wants it to? You know, obviously you've got some technical players at the back there with Tierney and, and Ben White in particular, who's known for his ball control and his confidence on the ball, his passing range. But in terms of that and the defensive side and the defensive duties every match, just how much art, uh, work has Arteta put into that side of Arsenal's game?
0: Yeah, I think it's a really good point you make there as well about Cedric, who i got to be honest, I was a bit a bit worried when I saw Cedric's name on the team sheet. And that's not a slight on him as a player. I just thought maybe he's someone who hasn't played many games over the past few months um, and he could be caught out. But he did fantastic. He's probably one of the best players on the pitch in terms of what he offered uh, defensively. Um, but yeah, I think when you look at what Mikel Arteta inherited when he first came in, It was a defence which uh, had a lot of ageing, experienced players, players who were slow on the turn. Um, I think you had the likes of David Luiz, who, yeah, great leader, and we all know how good he was off the pitch. But, you know, he's someone who is prone to mistakes. And what we have now with this defence are consistent players, players who are putting in consistent performances. I think Gabriel is... Really the benchmark of that. And Ben White, who everyone was saying after his first game that he's not worth 50 million pounds, is now looking like he is worth 50 million pounds. And I think that's credit to him, and that's credit to Arteta as well and his coaching staff. We we shouldn't forget about the rest of the the staff at Arsenal who are doing a great job. Um and that goes from everyone, from the youth teams to the first team. And I think that's what you have now, that kind of cohesiveness, that collectiveness. Um, across the board at the club. And Mikel Arteta certainly deserves most of the credit for that because he's the manager. Um, But, you know, it's still a work in progress and the season is still ongoing. Um, Some big games ahead. I think last night's result was pretty big in terms of the, the manner in which Arsenal won the game. But there's still plenty of games to go. And like you said, they need to qualify for the Champions League. Um, so we're going to have to wait and see how the the season goes on. But, yeah, it's a step in the right direction, for sure, um, in terms of last night's game.
1: You hit the nail on the head there, Chris, when you say it's a work in progress. you know We've often associated Arsenal's defence being a bit leaky, being a bit weak in certain areas, but Arteta's done a great job, and alongside his coaching staff, as you rightly say, in terms of making it more solid, more compact, more um yeah just in terms of the shape as well um tactically this always seems to have a clear idea on what he expects from them and and uh, yeah it's been great to see that the defense come on um leaps and bounds over the last few seasons under mikel arteta and uh, hopefully it will only continue getting stronger with hopefully you know, the hopeful addition of william saliba come next season as well who i know is a, exciting a lot of fans understandably um so moving on to this red card Chris um where do we start with this one I I, I can't remember the last time I've seen anything like this in the Premier League I can't I don't know if I've even said seen anything like this in the Premier League before a player picking up two yellows at the same time for two separate incidents um harsh Chris or the right decision
0: I think um technically I'm not going to pretend I'm uh I'm a, I'm an expert in terms of the letter of the law, um, but I think technically it probably was the right decision. Um, I, what is, I think, frustrating from Arteta Martinelli's point of view is that Martinelli didn't know that he was going to get booked for that first challenge. And perhaps if he did know that, he wouldn't have gone in hard on that second challenge. Um, I think that was the most frustrating part of, of the decision. But... To be honest, I think Michael Oliver as a referee is probably one of the best in the Premier League. I know Arsenal fans aren't going to like me saying that after last night's game, but for me, he probably is one of the best. Um, He always applies the law um, pretty well. Um, I thought last night was a pretty tough game to referee because of the amount of challenges, the amount of aggression from both sides. Both players were putting in a lot of tackles, but I think there were some yellow cards for Wolves, which they should have had, which they didn't get opening five minutes, there was a challenge on Martinelli um, from a Wolves defender. I can't remember who it was, but uh, it was certainly a yellow card offence and he got away with it. Um, So yeah, I think it was frustrating. And in terms of has there been a a case like that before, I I was reading up early this morning. I think there has, but like you say, not in the Premier League. I think it was uh, in a European Championship match with Northern Ireland and Hungary. So um, yeah, I think that tells you a lot that it's quite a rarity to see that kind of decision. Um, but yeah, I think Martinelli is now hopefully he'd be available for that next Wolves game, um, which would be interesting. I'm sure he's going to be absolutely chomping at the bit to, to get a goal or two um, in that game.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think my view on it, um, it's a little bit silly on Gabby's part, you know, and uh, especially that when he pushed the Wolves players, he took the throw in, it was probably unnecessary, unnecessary, but um yeah, I think the main issue here is is that you know, in terms of these sort of incidents happening and the referees in the Premier League doing something similar to Michael Oliver last night, it's a rarity, isn't it? It doesn't happen enough, and I suppose I can understand where Arteta is coming from in terms of his frustration that that decision and being Arsenal of all teams, you know, having that decision going against them. Just staying on the the, the red card topic, Chris, and this is something that's been brought up to Mikel Arteta a lot. By, by journalists in his press conferences and after games. That's, I think, fifth, our 15th red card under Mikel Arteta now since he took over in 2019. There is becoming a bit of a concern pattern here in terms of the, the, our disciplinary record. And, yeah, OK, it, it's part of football. There'll always be red cards, of course. And um, Arsenal have had a history with them in the past uh, with, with several of their sort of fiery um, and aggressive players under Arsene Wenger, um, but uh, what what else can Mikel Arteta do to try and cut this out, Chris? I mean, I think he, he said after the game last night that, you know, he, he can't do much more in terms of reiterating the message to his players to try and calm down, to try and keep it clean and not do anything rational, but, you know, is there anything else in, in your opinion that you think he can say or do to, with his players to, to try and, Maybe not cut red cards out at all. Of course, that's impossible. But to at least decrease the numbers that we're we're getting at the moment.
0: Uh, that's a good question. I wish I could answer. Um, I wish I, I I need to take my coaching badges so I can give you a more <laughs> informed answer. But uh, in terms of like the discipline issue at Arsenal, I think what we're seeing at the moment is last night. I think the kind of game gamesmanship and over the past few months since Arteta has been. Um, at the club, or a couple of years now, almost. I think we're seeing Arsenal doing everything possible to win the game. Uh, I think maybe under Arsene Wenger um, and you know Emery, they were a bit more restricted in terms of doing everything they can to win the game. So time wasting, I think we saw last night, which um, I personally don't have a problem with. You know, I think we saw kind of elements of like a Jose Mourinho side who just do everything it takes to win a football match. Um, I think that's what we're seeing with Mikel Arteta because perhaps he knows he doesn't have the biggest squad in terms of depth and numbers. Um, and he knows that, you know, Arsenal need to win at all costs to get that European qualification spot, which really is vital for for the club. So, in terms of <laughs> trying to get get rid of those red cards to stop that um, kind of issue, I think it's uh, a, a tough one. Um because I think Arsenal players are going onto the pitch, just doing everything they can um, to win the game. And uh, maybe they need to kind of know where the line is. Um, I think there were some moments last night like that Martinelli push was just a bit needless. Like, he, he didn't need to do that. Um, I love the frust- I love the um, the fight that Arsenal players are showing at the moment. I love that fight from Martinelli. I think he's a fantastic player. Um, but those are the kind of things which arsenal can just cut out their game you know those kind of needless pushes like challenges and stuff like that off the ball um which could cost arsenal you know um we're joking about it now but it could cost them points and it could have cost them points last night so yeah it needs to be um stomped out i don't know how they're they're really going to do it but yeah it's something that Mikel arteta has said for for months now that he he's not happy with um and i think it's something that needs to change pretty soon
1: yeah, absolutely. Um, you, you said it just then, you know, it could have cost us last night. It nearly did. We've seen it, these sort of red card, needless red card decisions um, and sending off of Arsenal players recently that it, it has cost us. And when you are obviously fighting for a Champions League spot, when you're pushing to get that Euro- European football back at the Emirates and, you know, there's what, 16 Games left now, or, or around that, you know, if we've got got to be careful. We, we all know that we've got a massive disadvantage if we've got ten players on the pitch. Arteta said that previously, so it's absolutely vital that we we be careful. But although you know we we don't want to change our style of play too much. I like the more aggressive style that Arsenal have under Arteta and and um, the the passion, the grit, the determination that that the players have each game. We want to see that from from Arsenal. We want to see that fighting spirit, but there's crossing a line and Arsenal just need to to be wary of that. Um, Just lastly then, Chris, on on the whole sort of disciplinary um, issues at Arsenal and the amount of red cards, and not just with the red cards, but some of the decisions that have been made against Arsenal this season. It's something that Arteta has publicly said he's not happy about. He said it again last night. There's been some questionable decisions go against the club, and that he's planning on having talks with the FA, the referee committee, whoever it will, whoever it may concern about some of these decisions. I mean, I, I appreciate the fact Arteta wants answers and he wants clarity on some of these decisions that have been made against Arsenal, and I can understand his frustration. I mean, as fans as well, we all we all carry the same frustrations. But is he really going to get sort of answers from from people? Do you think, Chris, about this? You know how? Surely they're just going to turn around and say what they've always said, and say that you know the decisions were right, and this is why sort of thing. Can you see Arteta really getting any sort of clarity and breakthrough on on this situation?
0: No, no, I don't think so. I agree with you on that one. Um, I, I just think perhaps that is more of a move for the fans than anything else. I think Arteta coming out saying something like that, I think it's just um, trying to kind of continue that arsenal again, against everybody else mentality, which I think he has instilled since he's been at the club. Um, and I don't think um, the FA or Premier League are going to entertain any conversation from a, from a football manager um, about those decisions because once the decisions are made, as we know, um there's no going back. Um, they will review them, of course. And sometimes they hold their hands up privately, but there's no real um, responsibility taken afterwards. So I don't think um, that we're going to see anything in terms of uh, a response from the governing bodies on that. I think it's just uh, Mikel Arteta trying to kind of continue with that um, spirit, collective spirit that he's he's building at the club. So, yeah, that's, that's my view on that
1: yeah, agreed. I think the only way we were able to get a response from, from those above in the in the Premier League or at the FA, the refereeing committee would be, obviously, if all the clubs came together as one force and demanded answers. But um, they're not in the situation Arsenal are in. They have ex- sort of experienced the, the same incidents and scenarios that we have faced, of course. So, yeah, I, I also agree with that one, Chris. I find it unlikely that, that brings us to the end of the Press Box show. Thank you ever so much, Chris, for, for talking us through your thoughts on last night's game and, and lots of different topics around the performance. Appreciate it as always. Did you just want to tell the viewers where they can find your work and where they can find you on socials?
0: Yeah, thanks for having me, Chris, as always. And um, yeah, find me on uh, Twitter, Facebook, all the usual social media platforms. Um, yeah, and uh,
1: hopefully we can uh, be celebrating some more. Arsenal victories over the next few months. Absolutely. Fingers crossed. Um, Pleasure as always, Chris. Thank you very much. Thank you to everyone tuning in and to be sure to keep following us down the Arsenal way.